There are many more ways to fail than to succeed. You've proven things to yourself that you couldn't have learned any other way, that you could overcome everything that happened to you. Always take into account the cost of what you're doing now. What I'm trying to do is, is to make a, a significant difference in spaceflight and help make spaceflight accessible to, to almost anyone. Anything that's every day is a significant percentage of your life. Regardless of how I can feel and how depressed I am, the sun is gonna shine in the morning and at nighttime the moon gonna be there and you gonna look up, these days gonna keep going by. So do you let the days go by and look up and you don't waste a year doing what? We study failure, obsessed with failure. We dissect failure and our failures. Dissect them so much we end up intoxicated with them to the point of disillusion. Ain't no elevator to the top. You got to take the stairs. The elevator don't go to the top, man. Not in the world of success. Most people never dare to evaluate really where they are. And you gotta know where you are before you can really determine your chances of getting what you really want out of life. Most things are more rewarding when you break a sweat to get them. So start looking ahead. Nobody drives forward looking in the rearview mirror. It's investing in ourselves. It's investing in something we started to build yesterday that we want to take into tomorrow. There's a response that gives us freedom. I would encourage you to take risks now. Do something bold. Um, you won't regret it. Thank you. The question is, do you want new? Or are you so in love with old that new turns you off? Are you so in love with yesterday that you don't even want to see tomorrow? Consistency is showing up when you really don't feel like it. So what do you want to achieve this year? The circumstances that we are facing, there will be many more that will come our way. But we are strong, not just physically, not just mentally, but it is the warrior spirit inside that will push you through anything. And if you don't have a dream, this is the time to establish your dream. Rule number one, you need a dream. You need a goal. It's gonna be up to you to nurture and protect that desire. Your mind should be so focused on winning that you have tunnel vision. It is time to press refresh. What does that mean? It means that it is time to become the newest, most updated version of who you are. So make your stand and fight hard and be strong every day. No weakness, no chance of giving in. Every year, every opportunity that we have been given, it would either make us or it would break us. You are not allowed to be broken. You are not allowed to give in. You are not allowed to say that it's over. You have to guard your hunger. And the only way you're gonna do that is if you eliminate all distractions out of your life. These are not your settling years, these are your conquering years. These are not your years where you just settle for an average marriage and settle for an average career and settle for an average worship life. No, this is the year that you decide, I want new, I want fresh, I want the real stuff. Let me tell you this, the wolf that is on the hill is never as hungry as the wolf that is climbing the hill. And so you gotta get hungry 
and you have to stay hungry. A dream without a deadline will become your nightmare, and that nightmare will haunt you for the rest of your life. We so often focus on failure, don't we? We study failure, obsess with failure. We dissect failure and our failures. We dissect them so much we end up intoxicated with them to the point of disillusion. Your future is never predicated on what you lost. It's predicated on what you have left. Most people never dare to evaluate really where they are. And you got to know where you are before you can really determine your chances of getting what you really want out of life. There are many more ways to fail than to succeed. For a rocket, there's like a thousand ways to think and fail and like one way it can work. It's hard for people to be themselves. They don't like themselves. They don't like what they are. So they, they like to pretend that there's something more exceptional. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not to who someone else is today. When you don't get what you want, then a landscape of questions emerge. There need to be reasons to get up in the morning. You know, life can't just be about solving problems. Otherwise, what's the point? And those questions can resonate through different levels of your identity, from the trivial, oh, I told the joke wrong, to the profound, there's nothing desirable about me and I'll be alone for the rest of my life. Responsibility is, is appreciation of a past, it's building of a lineage, it's investing in ourselves, it's investing in something we started to build yesterday that we want to take into tomorrow. That gives us freedom. What you have left is enough to build something greater than where you are. And you have all the rich experiences that come through the atrocities you survived. These people that you're comparing yourself to, you don't really know very well. What that means is that you see their shiny outside, but you don't see the reality of their life. There's always people out there who are doing far better than you on pretty much anything you want to imagine. And if all you're doing is seeing yourself in their reflected light, let's say, then it's going to be pretty damn dismal. But it's not a good comparison because, well, first of all, there's danger in just comparing yourself to others, period, because they're not you. And God only knows what struggles they had to undertake to get to where they were or what burdens they're currently carrying that you're not aware of. But you can certainly contrast yourself with yourself. And that's a lot better. It is the only way. Well, it's also the only way of really, of really measuring anything approximating proper improvement. You can actually tell when you're a little better than you were yesterday. Right. And, and you can actually do that. That's another thing that's so interesting about it is that you can actually make yourself a little better in some way, pretty much, well, I don't know if it's at every moment, but you can certainly do it every day. Be careful who you share good news with because you want to share good news with people who are going to be genuinely happy for you and be careful who you share bad news with because that's equally tricky. You want someone who will listen to you when you're having trouble and allow you your grief. Beauty calls people to their higher being, I would say, and to make friends with beauty is to introduce yourself very carefully to one of the mysteries of life that make it worth living. There's never been a better time for the majority of people to be alive. And the future, although we're vulnerable and terrible things can always happen to us. It's hard to make a case that the future doesn't look comparatively positive. We're becoming extremely technologically sophisticated and 
the world is changing at an incredibly rapid rate and the only way we're going to be able to manage that in a positive way is if each of us or as many of us as possible are capable of making wise and careful and truthful decisions and if we do that then maybe things can continue to improve you don't get people to stand up on their own two feet and to adopt responsibility if everything is given to them and that that's that's a real conundrum you know maybe you're in california see someone speeding down the road in a in a convertible Porsche and you think oh man what a lucky bastard and the truth of the matter is that he's thinking about wrapping his expensive sports car around the next cement pillar that he comes close to you know you you can't tell and people have hard lives and and even people who are comparatively fortunate have hard lives and the ideal that you're observing that makes you jealous and resentful is in large part an illusion that's created by your own mind you have to be careful of what you're jealous of because you don't really know what it is and and then the other thing that's kind of useful is to well to understand you're quite different from other people and you shouldn't be comparing yourself to them because they're not like you they they don't have your family they don't have your temperament they don't have your troubles they don't have your abilities the only person that has those is you one of the rules i think it's rule 4 is compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not to who someone else is today and see that's a game you can win the possibility that you can make yourself slightly better on a continual basis is i think that's something that's accessible to everyone i i think that's equivalent to leading a virtuous life and there is something to be said for virtue and truth you know and, and that is one thing another thing that i've noticed about people who've been phenomenally successful is that they really do everything they can to live a truthful life and you can get a bloody long ways by being honest and the oscar goes to matthew mcconaughey dissect your successes and the reciprocity of gratitude we so often focus on failure don't we we study failure obsess with failure we dissect failure and our failures we dissect them so much we end up intoxicated with them to the point of disillusion you see happiness is an emotional response to an outcome if i win i will be happy if i don't i won't it's an if then cause and effect quid pro quo standard that we cannot sustain because we immediately raise it every time we attain it you see happiness demands a certain outcome it is result reliant and i say if happiness is what you're after then you're going to be let down frequently and you're going to be unhappy much of your time joy though joy is a different thing it's something else joy is not a choice it's not a response to some result it's a constant joy is the feeling that we have from doing what we are fashioned to do Life is not easy. It is not. Don't try to make it that way. Life's not fair. It never was. It isn't now and it won't ever be. Do not fall into the trap, the entitlement trap of feeling like you're a victim. You are not. Get over it and get on with it. And yes, most things are more rewarding when you break a sweat to get them. So be brave, have courage, and when you do, you get stronger. You get more aware. You get more respectful of yourself. and that which you fear my hero that's who i chase now when i was 15 years old 
I had a very important person in my life come to me and say, who's your hero? And I said, I don't know, I gotta think about that. Give me a couple of weeks. I come back two weeks later, this person comes up and says, who's your hero? I said, I thought about it. You know who it is? I said, it's me in 10 years. So I turned 25, 10 years later, that same person comes to me and goes, so are you a hero? And I was like, not even close. No, no, no. She said, why? I said, because my hero is me at 35. So you see, every day, every week, every month, and every year of my life, my hero's always 10 years away. I'm never gonna be my hero. I'm not gonna attain that. I know I'm not, and that's just fine with me because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. So to any of us, whatever those things are, whatever it is we look up to, whatever it is we look forward to, and whoever it is we're chasing, to that I say amen. To that I say all right, all right, all right. And to that I say just keep living, huh? Thank you. You knew that there is something to be extracted from living life. How did you get that frame of reference? Like that's so useful, but I don't think most yeah. people have that. Man, I, you know, I don't know exactly where uh, where I got it. I mean, I would say again to call back that Australian year where I did not have a choice, where I was forced into that situation and saw the green light assets from being alone and quite lonely. Um, I do think uh, that there's great value in being alone. And if we are alone and we get bored and we don't like the company, ding, may that light go off to say, that does not mean we need to pick up our phone to get some attention or go to the bottle to, to ease the anxiety or go online to get some feedback to entertain ourselves. No, it's actually a great time to say, no, sit here in that discomfort long enough to go, okay, until you come out the other side to go, all right, I'm good with me again. Now, it's, it's part of that, I write about, when I, about, about traveling in general. Ideally, you don't go to a place, you don't, I always say this, don't, I don't wanna leave a place I travel to until I get to the point of going, ah, I could live here. This could be my existence. And as soon as I get to that point, then I'm like, okay, you can go. Now I can go. That's the same thing in the personal journeys. Stick with it till you get through the discomfortable to uncomfortable times until you go, you know what? I can spend time with myself. I could do this. I could do this forever. Well, then it's okay to go re-engage, pick up your phone, go see your friends, go have a drink, what have you. Go look for those things that are, are the other relationships in life. But hopefully not until. There's great value in not doing that until you go, I'm good with me and me for right now. They looked at the most successful men and women of the world and they found that they had like seven, eight things in common. And one of the things they all had in common was a routine. Failing to prepare was preparing to fail. The night before a game, I ate the same food. I went to bed at the same time. I got up, I ate the same breakfast. So the routine and the preparation, some people call it superstition, but it's a routine. The stronger your mindset is, the greater your skill set is going to be. We remember the stuff we earn, the stuff we experience more than what the teacher tells us or what someone gives us for free. A company is simply a group of people. As a leader of people, you have to be a great listener, you have to be a great motivator, uh, you have to be very good at praising and looking for the best in people. You think, you think Warren Buffett reading just to be reading? The majority of you are poor because you read poor stuff. Everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything, everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. It's what goes on between this ear and this ear and in our hearts 
that determine our lives out there. There's no, there's no world out there except what's going on here. I think it's important that you really like whatever you're doing. Uh, if, if you don't like it, life is too short. If I'm lying to you about who I am, or I'm lying to you about whatever, there's no starting point. There's a false reality. You have to create the real reality. It's a good separation for me, you know, emotionally, to be able to put myself in a place where at practice or when I'm training or during games, I switch my mind to something else. I became number one in the world. I became a millionaire not because I made more money. I became a millionaire because they told me millionaires only live off of 30% of their income. I became a millionaire because I did what millionaires did. I stopped living off 100%. What does it mean time is money, right? How do you multiply time? How do you buy time? Rich people buy time. Most of the people watching this thing should either not be in business if they've got one or close the f***er down if they got one. Because you got in business for all the wrong reasons and you don't have the balls to close them down because of what other people are going to say. You, don't ha you have no idea how um, limitless it is when you're not afraid of what other people think or say. You have no idea. There's not two people watching this thing that even has uh, a concept of what it is to act as if you have no limits to your abilities. Zero. SpaceX's lack Contract of experience, $1.6 billion, overruled. could compromise Neil safety. Armstrong testified against commercial spaceflight. No, I, I wish they would come and visit and, and see the hardware that we're doing here. And, and I think that would change their mind. You know, those guys are heroes of mine. There are many more ways to fail than to succeed. For a rocket, there's like a thousand ways a thing can fail and like one way it can work. You can have a lot of rocket failures. Lift off of the Falcon 9 rocket. What I'm trying to do is, is to make a, a significant difference in spaceflight and help make spaceflight accessible to, to almost anyone. There need to be reasons to get up in the morning. You know, life can't just be about solving problems. Otherwise, what's the point? There's got to be things that people find inspiring uh, and make life worth living. If somebody is doing something that is useful to the rest of society, I think that's a good thing. Like, it doesn't have to change the world. Like, if you're doing something that has high value to, to people, um, that's, I mean, I think that's, that's fine. Like, stuff doesn't need to be changed the world just to be good. Depending on how well you want to do, and particularly if you're starting a company, you need to work super hard. And, I mean, if you do simple math, say like, okay, if somebody else is working 50 hours and you're working 100, you'll get twice as much done in the course of a year as the, as, uh, the other company. I am somewhat impulsive, and uh, I don't really want to try to adhere to some CEO template. A natural human tendency is wishful thinking. A challenge for entrepreneurs is to say, well, what's the difference between really believing in your ideals and sticking to them versus pursuing some unrealistic dream? That is a really difficult thing to, to tell you. Can you tell the difference between those two things? I think certainly uh, being focused on something that you're confident will have high value to someone else um, and just being really rigorous in making that assessment. I think certainly extremely tenacious and then just work like hell. I mean, you just have to put in you know, 80 hour, 80 to 100 hour weeks every week. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's like quite, quite painful and difficult. But all those things improve the odds of success. I came to the conclusion that 
if, if we can advance the knowledge of the world, if we can do things that expand the scope and, and, and scale of consciousness, then we're better able to ask the right questions and become more enlightened. And, and that's really the only way forward. That's unreal. Space is hard, and rockets tend to fail, unfortunately. Um, and uh, even when you've got like a lot of really smart people working super hard to minimize the probability of failure, it's still it's still there, and it's um, and it's you know it's it's quite significant. You know, people have asked me like, well, why why are rockets you know especially hard? Um, and and the, the, you know part of it is like everything has to work the, the first time. Like there's there's no you can't do a recall, you can't patch it. It's got it's like nine minutes to orbit, or it's over. You can never test the rocket completely in the environment that it's actually going to experience. Mm-hmm. You, you can't fully recreate something that's moving super fast in a vacuum on the surface of Earth. Like you can only really rec- recreate that on, in space. I mean, it's, I think it's it's like quite quite painful and difficult, honestly, <laughs> um, and it's, it feels terrible. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the the, the company is sort of looking to you know me to you know rally them, and uh, I do. Um, but I honestly feel super bad. So, what, what does super hard mean? Um, well, when my brother and I were starting our first company, uh, in, instead of getting an apartment, we just rented a, a small office and we slept on the couch. And we, we showered at the, the YMCA. And uh, we're, we're so hot up, we had just one computer. So, the, 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 the website was up during the day uh, and I was coding at night. Seven days a week, all the time. If other people are putting in 40-hour work weeks and you're putting in 100-hour work weeks, then even if uh, you're doing the same thing, you know that you, you will achieve in four months what it takes them a year to achieve. Monday morning motivation. That's what the fuck this is right now. All right, look, man, wake up. Wake y'all asses up. And not only wake up, but wake up with the mindset of being better than you were last week. If you wake up this week and you're not trying to be better than you were last week, then go back to fucking bed. Lay your ass back down. People always ask me what I hate. I don't hate much, but there's one thing that I do hate. The one thing that I do hate is a talker. I'm about to do this. Hey, man, you know what I'm going to do? Hey, wait till I do. Stop talking. Just do it. Actions speak louder than words, man. You know, we're, we're, we're all writing a book. What's your book look like? What does your fucking book look like? Like, your, your life is a book. You got a bunch of chapters in your book, but when they close that book, how good was the book? How good was your book? What was the ending to your book? I will be 100% honest and say I'm comfortable with the understanding of Hard work brings great rewards. This is a reminder of the hard work and dedication that I put into everything that I've done. I'm not content because I know where I came from and I don't ever want to go back. There's so much that some people just don't understand they can do. Let me be a spark to show how much, how many different, you don't have to do just one thing. When it's all said and done, my book is going to be full of all the shit that Kevin Hart did. Because I never was content with doing just one, two, or three. Why not? Sun don't stop for nobody, man. That sun is going to be up in the morning regard. Regardless of how I can feel 
and how depressed I am, the sun is going to shine in the morning and at nighttime the moon going to be there. And you're going to look up, these days going to keep going by. So do you let the days go by and look up and you don't waste a year doing what? Or do you just pick it up? All right. Got to figure it out. Made some mistakes. Life goes on. Let me figure out life from this point. I'm a life goes on type of guy. You got to think, with success comes what? Everything's given to you. Everything's granted. It's a bad thing if you, if you don't put yourself in an environment to control it. Success also makes you feel like you're invincible. I saw me thinking that I was simply invincible. No, no, guys, we'll go. We good, we good, we good. We can do this. No, 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 we good. You, you, you start to lose sight of realities at different levels. Mine is a very low level, but I saw it. But I needed to see it for me to go, ooh, Kevin, uh-uh. Everybody's not strong enough to catch themselves. I am now one of few to perform as a stand-up comedian in Madison Square Garden. This is a dream come true, man. Thank you for being loyal. Thank you for growing with me. Thank you for enjoying me. My name is Kev Hart. I love y'all. Anything that's every day is a significant percentage of your life. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not to who someone else is today. One of the things I tell people when they're trying to develop a vision for their life or an implementable plan is um, make a bad plan. Make the best one you can, but don't get obsessive about it. It's like make a plan, implement it. You'll figure out when you implement it why it's stupid exactly. And then you can fix it a little bit. Then you can fix it a bit more and then you can fix it a bit more. I don't think that I've ever been in a situation where if something wasn't going right for me and I sat and thought, okay, uh, all right, I'm willing to figure out what I'm doing wrong, which is a big thing to think because you never know how much you're doing wrong. It might be something that you really don't want to contend with. But if you clear some space to meditate on that, the probability that you'll figure out something that you did that was stupid, that's bending you and twisting you in the wind, you'll, you'll get an answer very, very rapidly. The answer to how you pay for your past sins isn't by jumping off a bridge. Well, how much do you need to be beat up? Enough so you fix the problem. No more than that. Minimal necessary force. Don't hit anything harder than it needs to be hit. That's a good rule of thumb. Is there something I can do now to atone for what I failed to do in the past? So let's say you go over your past with a fine-tooth comb and you decide you're going to take responsibility for everything that you did that was wrong and everything that you failed to do that you could have done that was right. Like, does that change the world? It's like, depends on how thoroughly you do it. You might say it changes the world like nothing else possibly can. And I think that that's actually right. And that's also a frightening thought because it means that things would be way better than they are if you weren't so damn useless. There's this unlimited power that's associated with genius, but it's constrained. And that's really what the human spirit is like because it has this aspect of the infinite. When you don't get what you want, then a landscape of questions emerge and those questions can resonate through different levels of your identity from the trivial, oh, I told the joke wrong, to the profound, there's nothing desirable about me and I'll be alone for the rest of my life. It's daunting to even consider that and then there's the discipline and responsibility that that necessitates, which is also daunting. It's like, oh my God, the problem's that serious? I'm really going to have to get my act together in order to not contribute to it, much less solve it. And so the problem is terrible, and then the, the solution is daunting. When I commit to something and make sacrifices, 
you know, if something's valuable, you'll make sacrifices to attain it. And that discovery of sacrifice, it's one of the primary factors separating human beings from animals. Because we discovered that we could let go of something we value in the present and we would gain something we value even more in the future. You gotta aim at something. It's like, otherwise your life is meaningless. Well, what should you aim at? Well, I don't know. Well, pick something, aim at it. As you move toward it, you'll get wiser. Then maybe your aim will change. That's okay. But at least it'll change in an informed way. It's like discipline yourself in one dimension. See what happens. Well, that's exciting. Listen to me, once you realize who you are, you stop operating in desperation. You stop saying yes to stuff you ain't supposed to be saying yes to. So here's my big problem with a lot of y'all is your belief system is off. Like everybody can see how sweet you are. People are commenting on well, you could do this and you could do that. And you the only one ain't caught up with it yet. Gee, why you always on beast mode? I'm shocked more people are on beast mode. There are people who live from check to check and they comfortable. It's the weirdest thing to me. I'm like, boo, you broke. And you broke on several levels. We're not talking about Sally Mae. You still owe your grandma. I'm talking about you need to cash your grandma out. Listen to me. Unless you number one in your industry, you shouldn't be chilling. And if you number one in your industry, you got enough common sense to know you better not be chilling. Every single day of my life, I feel like giving a hundred and twenty. Every single day. Somebody said yesterday, ET, you gave 120. What you gonna do tomorrow? I said, I don't know. Get 140. I don't know, but I don't have days where I don't feel like it. Why? Because I'm counting on me. My wife's counting on me. My son's counting on me. I don't have days to waste. There's nothing wrong with the opportunity. You're not giving 120, you're giving 70, you're giving 60, you're giving 50, and you want what these people who've given sweat, who's given blood, who's given tears, you want what they paid for, and it ain't free. You don't belong at the bottom, and it's time for you to get your butt from down there. It's time for you to stop being comfortable at the bottom. Get your butt up and get to where you're supposed to be. The Bible says he was in a pig pen and he came to himself and he went home. Get your butt up. You are a royal priesthood. Get where you belong. Do what you're supposed to do. Live like you're supposed to live. You got all the stuff. You got, you got it all. But you will not outwork me because your height has nothing to do with my work ethic. Your face has nothing to do with my work ethic. Your two-parent background has nothing to do with my work ethic. You will not outwork me. On your jet, you will not outwork me. In your Bentley, you will not outwork me. You will not outwork me. Get up! Act like you playing basketball. Act like you playing football. Compete! That's what bothers me. Many of y'all are not competing. I need effort. Compete! Go to class. I just left the school telling these kids, act like you playing football. Go on that doggone classroom. Compete! Many of you have lost your competitive edge. Get your competitive edge back. I'm not against no other motivational speaker. I'm just competitive. Some of you are not successful because every single time you run up against a trial, every time you run up against a tribulation, you stop and you cut off beast mode. And what I'm here to tell you is, if you tell that thing, I'm here just like you here, and I promise you, I ain't leaving without the degree. I ain't leaving. I will not leave without that goal. I will not leave without that dream. I will not leave this opportunity. I get it. Some of you are holding on to some real good memories that are no longer current memories. 
and you need to let them go so that you can get what's next. So what we're going to do, we're going to get the right information and then we're going to get narrow focus and boom, we're going to go for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's it. Many of you will not be successful because you've got this giant goal and no steps to go with it. You're just in your mind like, girl, this is my year. How many steps? I don't know. Like, what is it going to take for you to do it? I don't know. I just know this is my year. Can I be real with you? If you can't measure it, it ain't real. Keep your dreams phenomenal. Keep your vision phenomenal. Keep it phenomenal. And now I need you to get your weight up. As an individual, I need you to get your schedule up. I need you to get your life up. I need you to get your words up. I need you to get your heart up. I need you to get your action up. I need you to get to a place that every single thing that you do is phenomenal so that the life you want to live, you can actually live that life. You lay hold of it. And when that thing tells you to quit, you look at it in his eye and say, I ain't going nowhere. I will break you before you break me. You will not defeat me. You will not destroy me. Some of you are so ignorant. You've been through so much hell. You won't quit now. Why me, God? Why did I get MS? Why did I get cancer? Why did my mama die? Why did I get fired? Do you understand? Listen, you got through that. You got put through that because what that does, that tension produces greatness. Stop running from it and run to it. Stop telling me what you're going through. The greats, they get to it, they go through it. And the harder it is, the better. We're going to put in work. Because every time you put in work, you get the same consequences. You get paid, you get rewarded. And when you out there dealing with the real world, it ain't pretty. You got to have heart. Get some heart. The lion has what I call the spirit of leadership. And this word spirit here is referring to attitude. A leader has a attitude that makes him or her different from followers and the lion exhibits that attitude we have to cultivate the same attitudes that the lion has because the lion apparently has been given the same attitudes that God himself identifies with and he put it in these creatures it doesn't matter how big you are how intelligent you are how many degrees you get it's your mind that keeps you small. Thicken your skin. Become more of a human being. Don't be afraid of the reflection in the mirror. Because that's all you can be afraid of. Once you overcome the reflection in the mirror, you've done it. If the lion is the king of the jungle, how can he be the king of the jungle? If he's not the biggest, the elephant is probably one of the biggest. He can't be the fastest because that's a cheetah. He can't be the smartest. So he's not the biggest, the fastest, or the smartest. So how does the lion become the king of the jungle? His mentality. That's the only difference of a lion and an elephant. When a lion walks up and sees an elephant, he thinks lunch. An elephant thinks run. And it's all mentality. Because when a male lion walks up, he may be outnumbered by a pack of hyenas, but I'm king of my jungle because of my mentality. Lions are visionaries. They see the future. They see what it is to run the jungle. They see who's harmless. They see who can harm. They see who's playing games. That lion, that gazelle, that gazelle wants to live another day. And that lion wants to eat 
so he can live another day. And let me tell you who's gonna win that battle. The one who cares the most. Because that lion knows, if I give all my energy after this gazelle, and if I miss the gazelle, if I don't catch the gazelle, I've exerted all this energy, and I don't get to eat, I gotta waste another day to eat, I'm in trouble because I won't have the same strength tomorrow. I won't have the same focus tomorrow. I won't have the same drive tomorrow. I won't have the same energy tomorrow. So I got to care enough that I see this opportunity, I see that gazelle coming by, I gotta get it. The lion and the gazelle, the one who's gonna win is the one who cares the most. Every day in Africa, in the safari, a lion wakes up. Every single day in a safari, a lion wakes up, right? And, and every single day in a safari, a gazelle wakes up. It says that if you wake up and you're a gazelle, you realize if you're going to survive as a gazelle, if you're going to survive, you must outrun the slowest gazelle. In your mind, you're thinking you got to outrun the fastest lion. That's not the truth. You just got to stay ahead of the slow gazelle. That's it. Every single day when you wake up, whatever it is that you do professionally, you better make sure you're not in the back of the pack. You better be as close to the front, if not up front as possible, because every single day when the lion wakes up, it's only one thing on that lion's mind, and that is catching the gazelle that couldn't keep up. What the gazelle realizes is that the way it operates, that the way it performs, that the way it goes about its daily business is contingent upon life and death. That if that gazelle does not do what he or she is supposed to do, it will be eaten by a lion. Even if you are a lion, even if you are a lion and you have the advantage that when the sun comes up, if you are a gazelle or a lion, you better get to running. Because if you are a lion, a gazelle is still not going to come to you and say, just eat me. I don't care how deep you are as a lion. When you wake up, nothing is going to come to you. Nobody's going to give you anything. They're still not giving stuff to E.T. I still have to work. I still have to fly 20 hours to get to Australia. I still have to go to London. I still have to do free stuff in Detroit. I still have to drive. I'm a lion. And when the sun comes up, I still have to get to running. Most people never dare to evaluate really where they are. And you gotta know where you are before you can really determine your chances of getting what you really want out of life. If we can reduce stress, and incidentally, the same process that reduces stress is exactly the same process that will enable you to have a long-term balanced career.
You know, so many times people say, well, I do this, but man alive, it hurt, it cost too much money, or it take too long, or, or whatever. I, I quit smoking, but you know, I gain 47 pounds, or whatever, or I go back to college and get my degree. Uh, but you know, it'd take me 10 years, and in 10 years, I'd be 45. Well, how old would you be in 10 years if you didn't go back to college and get a degree? But instead of that, what you need to do is you set your goal as identify the benefits. Why do I want to do this? Then you identify the obstacles which you've got to overcome. Did you spell out the skills and knowledge required? Did you identify the people, the groups, and organizations to work with? Did you work out a plan of action? And did you set that date? You see, there's a formula. And the formula and the incident for the date you can't set a date on a lot of things. If it's applicable, you do. But for example, when do you finish education? You don't, do you? Now you finish school. You can make it easy. But you never finish your education. When you answer these questions, if you answered any of them with a no, I didn't do that, then what you've got is not a goal. It's still a dream. And that dream has got to have some foundation uh, to it. If you want to build a winning attitude, you need to take time, and this is probably going to surprise you, based on what you've heard me say so far, but you need to take time to be quiet. You need to do it at least four or five times a week. A lot of people say, well, that guy keeps talking about time for this and time for that. I don't have time for all of these things. Let me tell you how you can create an extra three hours every day of your life, guaranteed. Over 70% of all of the time spent watching television, you're watching things you have no interest in watching. Let me encourage you to do this. Take a slow, lazy, drifting, absolutely meaningless walk. Just almost go to sleep on the walk. Not an exercise walk, you need to do those too, but a very quiet walk. Pick out a place in your home where you can be absolutely quiet on occasion. If you have to get up 30 minutes earlier, that's wonderful. I don't know why, but I seem to wake up earlier in the winter months than I do in the summer months. And when I get up, it's pitch dark. I have a nice little office. I go in there and I turn on the gas log and I sit there. And every time I do that, without exception, I have the most exciting day of my life. I simply run through my mind the things I'm going to be doing. As you plan the day, as you think of all of the things we've got to be excited about, it really does renew your energy and it gets you excited about the day. Now let me tell you something. This is going to be one of the toughest things you'll ever do. When you sit down saying, well, I'm going to sit perfectly quiet for 20 or even 30 minutes, you will think of 2,868 reasons or things that you've got to do. You try to decide, do I raise the window or lower it? Do I turn the heat up or down? Do I get the air conditioner off or do I turn it more full blast? Do I really need to go to the bathroom? Am I going to get me a cup of coffee? What is that noise against the outside? Maybe I better check up on that. Resist the temptation. Spend a few minutes in quiet, reflective thought. It does make a difference. Take time to be quiet. You have the power to create meaning in your life rather than passively look for it. 
Make this moment the moment of truth about yourself. You are leaving a legacy whether you want to or not. Everybody in this room is going to leave a legacy. The question is, are you going to be intentional about the legacy you're leaving? I do not care what other people think of me for having goals and dreams for myself. For some reason, everybody don't want to follow through. Everybody talk a good game, but I need you to follow through. And no disrespect, but this is why I need you to get your, your motives have to be pure. And some of you, you have like big dreams, but your energy is like a triple A battery. Your battery got to be able to push that dream. If you got a big old dream, but you got a small engine, you're not going to be able to push it. If you want to be an anomaly, you have to act like one. Like people want all these special things to happen, but then they're acting like everybody else. So for me, I create the meaning. And meaning to me is, do I know more about the world today than I did yesterday? That enhances meaning for me. There is definitely a direct connection between finding your passion and reaching your potential. You can't give anyone ownership of what is gonna happen with you. A question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. See, when you say, I can't afford it, the mind shuts down and you become what you say. My lack of interest in complaining is so high uh, and when I watch what people complain about, it, it breaks my heart because they completely lack perspective. We gain a greater perspective when we zoom out. And too many of you are guilty of becoming what you are going through. You are not what you are going through. Now is your time. Now is the moment to capture the vision. The most astounding fact, the most astounding fact, is the knowledge that the atoms that comprise life on Earth, the atoms, that make up the human body are traceable to the crucibles that cooked light elements into heavy elements in their core under extreme temperatures and pressures. These stars, the high mass ones among them, went unstable in their later years. They collapsed and then exploded, scattering their enriched guts across the galaxy. Guts made of carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and all the fundamental ingredients of life itself. These ingredients become part of gas clouds that condense, collapse, form the next generation of solar systems, stars with orbiting planets. And those planets now have the ingredients for life itself. So that when I look up at the night sky, and I know that, yes, we are part of this universe. We are in this universe. But perhaps more important than both of those facts is that the universe is in us. When I reflect on that fact, I look up. Many people feel small because they're small and the universe is big, but I feel big because my atoms came from those stars a level of connectivity. That's really what you want in life. You want to feel connected. You want to feel relevant. You want to feel like you're a participant in the goings-on of activities and events around you. That's precisely what we are, just by being alive. I know that the molecules in my body are traceable to phenomena in the cosmos. 
and it's our 15 pounds of gray matter that figured this out. There's a kinship with the cosmos that resonates deeply with New Age thinking, but I'm not apologetic about that. It's what we find. If whatever we find is resonates with whoever, go ahead, take it. We're in one of the greatest centers of neuro neurophysiology. I want somebody to put electrodes on my head. And when I reflect on our kinship with the cosmos, when I do the calculation that shows that a 15-ton meteorite that we have in the center of the Rose Center for Earth and Space, it's an iron meteorite, when I do the calculation that shows that if you take all of the iron from the hemoglobin of the people in the tri-state area of New York City, you can recover that much iron out of their blood and realize that the iron from that meteorite and the iron from your blood has common origin in the core of a star. Tell me what part of my brain is lighting up because that excites me. That makes me want to grab people in the street and say, have you heard this? That it's not simply, as, as Carl Sagan said, we, you know, we are star stuff, but there's a more poetic and I think more accurate way to say it. It's quite literally true that we are stardust. In the highest exalted way, one can use that phrase. And so I feel and I use words. I bask in the majesty of the cosmos. I use words, compose sentences that sound like the sentences I hear out of people who had revelations of Jesus, who, who go on their, their, their pilgrimages to, uh, to Mecca. There's some commonality of feeling. I know it. Well, I don't know it. I want someone to do that experiment. Because the day you do, if the same centers in my brain are excited, by these cosmic thoughts as a word going on in the mind of a religious person. That's something to know. That's going to be really interesting finding. Because what that tells me as an educator is, let me offer the universe to people. And they'll start taking it in. And they'll start achieving those feelings that they had before. And I don't so much care whether they abandon previous feelings. I've got an offering that keeps growing that keeps becoming more majestic. When it was announced that we were going to cancel the Hubble telescope, the greatest outcry to not do that was not the astrophysicists. It wasn't from within NASA. It was the public. It was all over the op-ed pages and the talk shows. The public took ownership of the Hubble Space Telescope because the universe was coming into their bedroom, into the living room, onto their computer. They were a participant on the frontier of, the dis of discovery. And as far as I can tell, if you let them, let them know, that it's not simply that we're in the universe, but in fact, given the chemistry of it all and the nuclear physics of it all, not only are we in the universe, the universe is in us. And I don't know any deeper spiritual feeling than what that brings upon us. I said, you can call me anything you want. You can call me Arnie, you can call me Schwarzy, you can call me Terminator, you can call me Governator, but don't ever call me self-made man. I said, because I did not get to that point by myself. Michael Jordan said in one of his interviews, when they said, you are unbelievable, you're the greatest basketball player of all times. Tell me about that. And he says, well, you're just mentioning the successes. But he says, for me to become the greatest basketball player, I missed 9,000 shots. So during these games, 
that he was so successful, he missed 9,000 shots. Does it make him a failure? No. He's one of the greatest basketball players of all times, but he failed 9,000 times. Do you get it? We have so many of those people that say no, and you can't do it, that's impossible. But when you start doubting yourself, that's very dangerous. Because now what you're basically saying is, is that if my plan doesn't work, I have a fallback plan, I have a plan B. And that means that you start thinking about plan B and every thought that you put into plan B, you're taking away now that thought and that energy from plan A. And it's very important because plan B becomes a safety net. It says that if I fail, then I fall and I get picked up and I have something else there that, is, that will protect me. We function better if there is no safety net. One of the main reasons why people want to have a plan B is because they are worried about failing. We all fail. It's okay. I hate plan B. People perform better in sports and everything else if you don't have a plan B. I'm telling you, I've never ever had a plan B. I say I made a full commitment that I'm going to go and be a bodybuilding champion. I made a full commitment that I'm going to be in America. I made a full commitment that I'm going to get into show business and I'm going to be a leading man. No matter what it takes, I will do the work. I will do the work over and over and over until I get it. What is if I fail, then I don't have anything else? Well, let me tell you something. Don't be afraid of failing because there's nothing wrong with failing. You have to fail in order to climb that ladder. There's no one that doesn't fail. What is not the okay case is that when you fail, you stay down. Whoever stays down is a loser. And winners will fail and get up fail and get up fail and get up you always get up that is a winner that is a winner we all lose we all have losses this is okay and this is why i say don't be worried about losing because when you're afraid of losing then you get frozen you get stiff you're not relaxed you got to be, in order to perform well in anything, if it's in boxing or if it is on your job or with your thinking, is only happening when you relax. So relax. It's okay to fail. Let's just go all out and give it everything that you got. That's what it is all about. So don't be afraid to fail. The people that we read about, the people that we uh, admire, uh, uh, Elon Musk's, the Steve Jobs, the Warren Buffett's, etc., all have one thing in common. They have extremely high self-esteem. The high-performance people, the one thing that they all have in common is they're hungry. Hungry for a better life. Hungry for change. Hungry for the tough love their parents didn't give them. 87% of everybody that walks the face of the earth, 7.65 billion people, are unhappy. I didn't know till I got grown up and was an adult that everybody didn't have self-esteem. 
I didn't realize that everybody didn't have self-confidence. I didn't realize that everybody didn't have self-worth. Growth only comes through pain. No pain, no gain. It's the same in life. Tough love gets the job done. It's bloody hard to be a high-performance person. Being a high-performance person is a full-time job. I'm like this 24-7, 365, and I've been like this for the better part of 50 years. I'm always like this. I'm always pushing the edge of the envelope. Most people procrastinate because they're unsure, so just do it. But I, I've never had a problem just doing it. Because one of the things is you learn as a young uh, combat infantry officer is time costs lives. Uh, we overanalyze because we're unsure. We don't overanalyze because we are not sure if it'll work or not. We're more worried about, on the emotional side, it embarrassing us. But being liked doesn't get you a raise when you're working for uh, whoever you're working for. Efficiency, accountability. If you want a million, you'll make a million, not a million five. If you want 10 million, 100 million, and uh, you'll never exceed that. You will never exceed your highest expectation. You will never exceed your highest, craziest thought. Never. That's a guarantee. You gotta stare into the enemy's eyes and let him know that he has met his match. That nothing will be denied the one that won't be denied. You have to make it clear to your opponent that there is no quitting you. You have to make it known to him that no matter what he does, you serve a God greater than him. That there's a power on the inside of you that makes you unstoppable. That you are not scared to get in the ring to fight for what you want in life. The flesh of the warrior is mortal and vulnerable with weaknesses. But the mind and spirit inside the champion is a savage force of undeniable will that's fierce and violent to anything that threatens its ambition. Scarred and wounded, the warrior not deterred. He remains steadfast and unwavering faith to the God that lives within him. Alone he fights, blinded by darkness, but still he moves forward, outflanking every maneuver that hell attempts to conquer him with. He gets bolder and more aggressive with every step he takes toward greatness. Sucker punched by life, knocked down to the mat several times, but he stretches for the ropes to climb out of the mouth of defeat. His emotional jaw broke, exhausted with two black eyes, gasping for air, nothing left in the tank. The enemy's sure of victory till he heard him say, I'm hurt, scarred, you'll never ever break me. Hurt, scarred, you'll never ever break me. Hurt. Scarred, you'll never ever break me. I'm wounded but not broken. Wounded but not broken. I'm hurt. Scarred, you'll never ever break me. Hurt. Scarred, you'll never ever break me. Hurt. Scarred, you'll never ever break me. I'm wounded but not broken. Wounded but not broken. But not broken, got one shot, don't blow this Distractions, can't focus, my mask on, can't show this Too busy, got here glowing, that fan base keeps growing Momentum, can't slow it, I'm Mozart composing She posing with her hair dyed, fake friends and their twisted lies Contacts, blue eyes, plastic chicks with nine lives Three junkies, just getting high, black ice, touch the sky Blinded by the sunrise, I'm wounded but still alive. Sweet candles keep burning, the world 
world keeps on turning I'm seeking discernment My spirit keeps yearning School books with no learning Yeah, star boy, you earned it That fire from the furnace The world is yours and you earned it Silly Billy keep burning The world is yours and you earned it I'm wounded but not broken Got one shot, don't blow this Distractions, can't focus My mask on, can't show this Too busy out here glowing That fan base keeps growing Momentum, can't slow it I'm Mozart composing Rockstar, smoking on Cupid cigars Flaging in those rental cars That ain't really who you are I hate you like my teeth and I'm broken Dr. Billy Alls Brooks, blessed and unstoppable. Impact one billion people. The art of motivation. Welcome to the Louvre. And to God be the glory. What does it mean to be an entrepreneur? I can tell you this it is not for the faint and hard, it is only for the brave, the courageous, the calculated. Entrepreneurship is reserved for the resilient. It's time for application. It's time for execution. If you want your future, then keep listening. In this life, there will always be obstacles. There will always be challenges. There will always be giants. And I don't care if you have to listen to me 10,000 times. There are going to be days where you are going to be so inundated with responsibility and you are going to want to completely let go. Perseverance is what kicks in the moment you want to quit. Perseverance is what kicks in the moment it gets hard. Perseverance is what kicks in when your mind attempts to manipulate you and tell you that you don't have what it takes, that you've done enough, that it's over, that it doesn't take all that. Grace is not given to the swift nor the strong, but it is he that endures to the end. They say that discipline is doing what you hate like you love it. I am responsible for making smart decisions to drive success in my personal and professional life. I am blessed to have everything in my life to make it successful. I believe in myself and my abilities. I am the architect of my fate. I can achieve what I've dreamt for myself. The whole world is full of opportunities for me to succeed and impact. I am full of vitality. My confidence, positive attitude and self-belief are my biggest assets to take me a step closer to my success. I'm not afraid of failures. I learn from my mistakes and turn failures into favorable results. I have infinite potential to grow and improve. There are infinite opportunities for me to express myself in the world. My impact 
is to make a difference. I'm creating my legacy every single day. My actions speaks louder than my words. Today I'm going to bid farewell to old bad habits and welcome a positive change in my life. I am happy with who I am and can be. I have the knowledge to make smart decisions for myself. I have all that I need to make today a great day. I am and always will be more than enough. I acknowledge my own self-worth. My confidence is rising. I let go of any negative feelings about myself or my life and accept all that is good. I always attract only the best of circumstances and I have the best positive people in my life. I am courageous and I'm willing to act and face my fears. I have unlimited power and unlimited potential. I am a powerful creator. I create the life I want and I enjoy it. Every day I discover fascinating and exciting new paths to pursue. I am creating an amazing future. I trust my intuition and I always make wise decisions. I'm focused on my goals and feel passionate about my work. I work well under pressure and always feel motivated. I am living to my full potential. I have everything I need to face any obstacles that come my way. I have the power to create all the success and prosperity I desire. I can let go of old negative beliefs that have stood in my way of my success. The universe is filled with endless opportunities for my career. I will be open-minded and always eager to explore new avenues to success. As I take on new challenges, I feel calm, confident, and powerful. I will celebrate each goal I accomplish with gratitude and joy. I choose to think positively. I choose to think positively and create a wonderful world and successful life for myself. I am grateful that my life is so happy and successful. I can never fail for everything that happens contributes to me being better. I'm extremely passionate about constantly being better and more successful. I have the courage to create positive change in my life. I acknowledge my own self-worth. My confidence is rising. Every day I will become more confident, powerful, and successful. Feeling confident, assured, and strong is a normal part of my day-to-day -day life. I am self-reliant, creative, and persistent. 
whatever I do. I am valuable and will make powerful contributions to the world today. I made decisions based on the superstar I am becoming. I continuously push myself to learn and develop in areas of life that bring me happiness, freedom and purpose. I am the difference that will make the difference. I wake up every morning ready for a new day of exciting possibilities. I am happy and free because I am me. I am strong. I am a strong individual who attracts success and happiness. My life is a blast of growing opportunities because I never stop creating. I am energetic and enthusiastic. Confidence is my second nature. I teach others to believe in me because I believe in myself. My actions are intentional and they bring me closer to my goals. I am learning to trust the journey. My mind is clear of self-doubt. I am ready to embrace every challenge that comes my way. I surround myself with people who push me to be my best. I have great ideas and make great contributions. Every challenge I face is an opportunity to grow and improve. I am the architect of my life. I build its foundation and choose its contents. My ability to conquer my challenges is limitless. My potential to succeed is infinite. Today, I abandon my old habits and take up new positive ones. I am excited about the possibilities that exist for me. I am able to think greater than I feel. I am the difference that will make the difference. I create success with everything I do. My impact starts with myself. My future is unwritten and I have the power to change. I let go of the thoughts that do not serve me. I choose to be the difference that will make the difference in my life. Today I choose to direct my thoughts. I am inspired and I breathe life into my goals, my dreams and my ambitions. Today I am committed to my purpose. I act on my inspiration. I take the action necessary regardless of how I feel. A great life, it doesn't happen by chance, it happens by design.